I'm unapologetically fly. No wonder why, that's just my attitude. Yeah. Okay, hey, that's just my. Uh, 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 come on. Hi guys, welcome to Glitching the Code here on Iconic.com and you'll be listening to this on Spotify and iTunes, if we're allowed back on Spotify that is, and I watch it on BitChute as well. I'm here with my, my good friend Chris from Muzzle3Zone, we've been chatting back and forth for a few weeks now on um, on Instagram because they still allow us on Instagram, probably not for long, um, but we've had some great chats as well and it's great to speak to someone over in there and I believe you're in California um, yeah. and um, let just to get us started. Obviously, muzzle-free zone. Great name. What made you think of that name, and where did that come from? Well, well, first of all, thank you, Richard, for letting me be on here. It's a, it's a pleasure to be on here, and it's great connecting with you guys. And I appreciate what what you guys are doing out there. So, uh, just to kind of start with me, it's it, muzzle-free. Here's here's my intro that I tell anybody. Muzzle-free is restriction-free, censorship-free, pro-freedom. Period. It's not meant to be a political agenda or a political party. It's just a basic, fundamental human right, a, a, a cause that we can get behind. That's the idea of muzzle-free. You know, so in simple terms, we all know what a muzzle does to a dog. And with, with that said, it, how much it restricts you and how much it, you know, it, it censors you, essentially. And that's essentially what muzzle-free is. Uh, it's just a, it's a statement and a passion that you can get behind and try to try to stand up and have some sort of inspiration behind. That, that's where that came from. That's I mean, it's it's kind of like what we look about in the conspiracy world and we look back into why they use muzzles and why they use these things. And there's all sorts of occultist, satanic. We, the obvious one that comes to mind is Michael Jackson being masked in this. And that wasn't until later on. So imagine what happened to him as a kid. And um, oh, yeah. But there was all this. You see Lady Gaga with them on Handmaid's Tale. The masks were psychologically pushed in there. We knew they were over in, in um, Japan. We, all know, we knew they were over there, but they weren't forced. They were... I mean, if I've been to Japan and I actually went just before this, uh, before this lock, the first lockdown in the UK, before all this carnage kicked off. And you'd probably want to wear one there because the, the air is so horrific. You might want to wear one anyway. But it was, um, <laughs> but yeah, because it was really bad, although you couldn't breathe. So it didn't make any sense to wear something over your face. But the fact is that that's kind of symbolic of the other restrictions that were coming in. It's almost like, did you feel when that first happened, if people are willing to do that, that kind of gives a signal to this, I call them the global cult, that people are mm -hmm. probably going to be willing to go a lot further. 100%, yes. So how, how was your, what was your first thought when they started to introduce this madness? Uh, and Well, first of all, just to clarify, uh, on the mask and the, the symbol that it does, and you're 100% right on that. It, it is a symbol. It does restrict you. It dehumanizes you. And you, know, you and I and people like us all know that. And that's number one. Uh, honestly, since we don't watch the news, the mainstream media pretty much ever, uh, if, if people just didn't have a mask on, you wouldn't, you wouldn't even know that there's something going on. And so that's the fear mongering. So yeah. And you look into the history and you kind of, kind of go down some rabbit holes and, you know, swallow some red pills and you see where the mask really comes you know, from and the muzzle that, you know, that it inspires or what it, what it translates to. And then you see that in, you know, more and more, you see that in the mainstream media, Hollywood and all that. And you, and some of those I wasn't really open to, but for me personally, just to kind of get my background on it, you know, especially being here in the U.S., I'm I'm a very pro 2A guy. Uh, you know, basic constitutional rights. You know, for you know, for lack thereof. Um, 
as far as your basic fundamental firearms freedom, you know, the, the ideology behind it is, you know, how, that's how you keep, you know, you keep your constitutional rights, you keep your basic freedoms that it's a symbol in a sense that, you know, we are a free country or we're supposed to be anyway. And of course you go down the rabbit holes, you realize you start to open up a whole nother thing there. Um, but anyway, backing up for the longest time, you know, that they the the government's been you know attacking little by little creating false flags or whatever it might be or any little event or another shooting they keep wanting to take away more and more freedoms more and more you know your guns away or you're coming up with just atrocious different rules that mean nothing that are they're stupid they 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 make no logical sense so we've already kind of opened up to that idea that government's not your friend and you got to be careful that you don't ever give up an inch if you give up an inch to the government you're never going to give back and so when this hit I called, I called it from the day one that you never do. This is, you know, the start of the new world order or whatever you want to call it. You know, this is, this is not going to end with just two weeks, you know, and that's what, you know, they're very good on, on how they sell it to it, how they market it to us essentially. Um, and they got a lot of people to, you know, buy into the whole two week program, you know, and thinking that it's just that. So that's kind of where I came from. I saw it ahead of time that, this does not make sense and you don't ever surrender your freedoms or your rights whatsoever and of course you go back into history and you know there's more on that you know over events and problem reaction solution and so on so so a lot of my eyes were already open per se uh but over the last year and a half things that i only kind of thought about and or even even seeing that i didn't realize was even more open um so you, you really get to see the, as you say, the cult, um, which is something that I refer to a lot too. That, you know that this is so much bigger than just a Republican versus Democrat thing, uh, or you know, a political thing. It, you know, it's so much bigger than that because it's not just in one country; it's a global thing. You know, and so if it's one day it's here, and, you know, nothing, and the next day it's everywhere. You got to start going. I, I kind of can smell it. You know, that's that's my background with it. Yeah, it's it, it's when it first started because before this first started, people like who looked into conspiracy theories were conspiracy theorists. People like us that look into this content, we could kind of look into this content and not. I mean, I came, I've, I've been doing this for quite a while, so people knew my stance on it. But most people could look at these things and not really their co-workers wouldn't know their stance and things. They wouldn't understand that they knew about the Bilderberg Group or the Council of Foreign Relations, and most people hadn't even got a clue what these things are. Oh, yeah. But but when this happened. You had to make a choice where, and especially now more than ever, and you're getting more and more, you have to come out as a conspiracy theorist and go, I'm not going to take the, do you know what I mean? You have to go, I'm not doing those weird things. And here's why you don't have a, cause you've got to explain yourself. Not mm -hmm. that any of these people would understand the language you're talking because you're talking 10, 15 years of research, but you can no longer hide. So what was people's reaction to you running a business being your family and your friends and you've gone hang on a minute i know what's happening here when i'm 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 implying they didn't but for majority of us most of our surrounding family haven't got a clue what were their reaction when you were going well i'm not going along with that was there a kind of has there been trouble issues has it caused problems for you guys um simply put you know the, the, the... You know, everybody's got a different level of awakening with this and, you know, how deep it is. Is it just, you know, is it just Trump or is it just Biden uh, or whatever? And, you know, of course, for me personally, and, you know, the group of us here, we all have different views, you know, slightly. And that's fine. You know, that I believe in your your right to free speech, your freedom of speech, hence the shirt. Um, you know, just a technocracy, by the way. But uh, the whole idea is, 
you know, learn to a love each other and respect everybody, uh, agree to disagree. Um, and you clearly see that that hasn't happened uh, lately and so many people who don't. And what really bothered me most is some people agree with me or they listen to me, um, you know, kind of vent, so to speak. Uh, some people at work and when I talk when I talk to them, um, you know, they have varying degrees of it. And I'm surrounded by a bunch of people who, you know, are not anywhere near on my page. You know, and that's why I argue at least basic fundamental human freedom. That's the first thing that I always preach. You know, if you want to get the stuff or you, you want to do this, you want to wear that, that's your call. But do not make me do it, uh, especially when it's wrong. But uh, the, the hardest part that really bothered me the most is last year I was supposed to celebrate my uh, mother's 70th birthday. We were supposed to go out to a nice restaurant kind of downtown here. And that's when everything got shut down and everything was closed. And there was a few businesses staying open. I didn't know them at the time. Uh, but, and then we were supposed to also have a celebration with the family, uh, my wife's family, my family, and we were all supposed to go to a place in Arizona and some of the family there because the cases were rising they essentially didn't want to meet up. They were like, let's just, you know, be careful and be safe. And, you know, the typical words you're used to. And that really bothered me. I mean, I, I'll run into issues with friends and family or certain people that it's like, whatever, we can agree and disagree and whatever and move on. Uh, but that's hitting home. You know, that's your family. That's your, you know, or even close friends for that matter. And how much, you know, you're literally ripping families apart. And that's when I got like literally pissed. I got livid. And, it's, you know, at some point you have to take a stand. You just, you have to at least, you have to at least show up and, and make, you know, hold your, hold the line or, or at least you just can't give in. Um, you know, cause at what point, at what point is this going to end? This is the question. A lot of people think otherwise. Um, you know, oh, it'll just end a little bit or it's almost over. I'm like, it's not. And the point to where they're literally ripping families apart is, is and, and I don't, we don't kids. So, and that's a whole nother topic. Um, but, yeah, that's that's really what bothered me, and and of course being around surrounded with people at, at my work and and someone like that, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of stresses there too. People with opinions and you know how they act and how they treat you, and that that's that has become a a bit of an issue. So even though how much I'm standing and you know standing my ground and upholding you know my true values, my true beliefs, you know, at some point it's like at what point? How much longer am I going to take this too? That you know and keep continuing on with this, but. Yeah, we'll see. But that, that's been the hardest part was the families being ripped up. And you talked about there the the industry that you're in. I know you're in the um the travel industry, airlines. Um obviously that's kind of being one of the main points of attack. That and mm -hmm. the and the med and the um the care sectors in here mm -hmm. we've got the NHS that they're clearly trying to bring down on purpose whilst trying to use the people that they foisted up at the start. Now they're, they're trying to chase them around with um, experimental jabs It's madness, but they, um, but they travel, the travel industry has been hit was one of the first to go down. It's clearly been attacked on purpose. Mm -hmm. What are the people like that you work with now compared to when this first started? Have, have you seen a change in attitude? Because this hasn't been two weeks. This has been nearly 19 months. Most, a lot of people are losing oh, yeah. jobs. Have they changed? Have they gone along with it? Are they blaming the people that won't go along with it? How has it changed over the last couple of like 18 months? Well, the easiest way to kind of explain that more is just how people have changed as a whole. I mean, 
and you can call that being, you know, being messed up for a while and how that has an impact on your, on your body. And, you know, also people who are getting, you know, the, uh, the injection and what that potentially has to do with your, with your body and, and your mindset and so on. So, and two, just the, the, the length of time that this has gone on where people have been muzzled has been distance and just the psychological impact that that has on people uh, mentally and also, you know, health wise, we, and of course, health is health and healthcare, sick care and, and the pharma, you know, all that, that's a whole nother, you know, sidebar to this. It's very related, but you see how people in general uh, have just become, well, different and not human essentially you know they're, they're just not acting that so even people that work with i mean in the beginning if you went to an airport or anywhere on a free on on the highway it's like literally nobody I, I drove to work one morning 20 miles down the highway and saw one car and i'm in a major city i'm here in, in san diego that's unheard of to one car i mean it almost was like anxiety the opposite, if, if that makes sense. And so, you know, people weren't back then, you weren't wearing masks and you weren't having to do all these things yet. Um, and then just slowly over time. And I think now a lot of people, a lot of people are really kind of reaching new levels of how much this is impacting them, psych, you know, psychologically, mentally, and just on a health, a basic health stance, um, how much that's impacting them. So people are not the same people they used to be, uh, especially more aggressive in a lot of ways, um, not just at the airports or planes, just aggressive in general. Um, people don't treat each other like humans, which is what I really personally try to, you know, push for and try to bring people together. Because when you separate the human factor, the human connect connectedness, <laughs> that's that's when you start to have uh, real imp implications, and that's what we're seeing right now. So, and that's that's been an age old. The, the biggest the weapon that this this uh, cult have is war and it's obviously this is a psychological war um civil psychological wars that they're pitting people against each other but in mm -hmm. your own household they're not even just doing that they're doing it in your own head as well yeah. um people are second guessing what getting the jab and then oh my god i've got it what i've started to realize is that when you google this so you it doesn't i don't know whether when i google and you google we get the same google I, I've got a feeling that when you Google and I Google, it's a different Google. You'll get the results Probably. that maybe push the, the the thoughts that you need, and I'll get mm -hmm. different results. And I'm quite aware of that, and that's something that's only occurred to me recently. That they're actually fundamentally socially engineering the individual, not mm -hmm. just society. And then what they're doing is they're splitting people off into different categories. So you've got you've got the people that believe in this, that go along with it. You've got the people that don't, not at all, and you've got those in between. But what they're doing is they're fundamentally cutting up the 99%. And um, how do you think that's going to play out? I mean, how are we going to even, do you think there's going to be a split in society, that there's a brave new world type, those in the smart cities, those that decide to opt out of it because there have to be a place for us to go. They're not going to, I know there's a eugenics thing going on, but they're not going to get that many done. Um, yeah. Where do you see that going? Yeah, honestly, you're right. I mean, we're already seeing kind of a, a separate society or segregation. I'm not sure if segregation is the right word yet. Uh, very, very almost there. Uh, but you see places like New York City, uh, you know, that were, and I don't believe all of them are enforcing it, but where they have their policy where you can't, you know, you have to, you have to have show proof of papers 
funny where we heard that before, um, to go into a restaurant, go into a, you know, I don't know if, it, I don't remember if it includes grocery stores yet, which that'll be the, you know, the, the I would hope that would be a breaking point for some people. Uh, but you are going to see people kind of migrate into their own areas. And, and of course, you, in, in America, you, you see a lot of people, especially on the freedom side, who are all flocking to places like Texas and Florida and, you know, which is fine. I, I'm careful to be mindful of that. Uh, to address the aspect on te technology and how much the media and the big tech has an influence. Yeah, you're probably right. If I Google something, whatever it is, we should probably try that later. And then you Google something, see what the differences are, because just like with like Instagram and some of the algorithms, I'm getting fed, you and I are getting fed a certain, you know, algorithm of, of things that we're, you know, we like, or, you know, we follow and, and, and opposing view, we'll see all of this. And so we will, I, I mean, I would find myself asking sometimes, how does that person not see this? How does that person not see this horrid atrocity? But the truth is, in most cases, they're not seeing it. And if they do see it, it's some spin-off, you know, media article or something, and they're demonizing or they're making it sound like it's foo-foo. Um, I'm also very important, very in intentional about making sure like myself doesn't follow for fall for those things too. There's things that I might see that I might see that's wrong. That's why we shouldn't do this. This is wrong and realize, well, maybe that's being played against us. So being, being aware of what you're seeing, you know, the, the whole statement about, you know, if you read the newspaper, you know, if you don't read the newspaper, you're, you're uninformed. If you read it, you're misinformed. Uh, it's kind of like that age old thing. So I'm very, very careful about what I see, even if it's something I would agree with, so to speak, uh, just to make sure I'm not just falling into the same traps. Um, and so, but the psychological war, and yeah, this is a whole different kind of war, um, that battle that we're dealing with. It, it's psychological, it's mental, spiritual uh, for some, and it's, it's all those things. And because you don't really have a specific like a country or a government that you can really, yeah, see they're, they're attacking. Like you can focus your attention on one. Um, you don't know where it's coming from. You know, it, it changes. A, it's almost like a paradigm shift of your, of your thoughts of your, you know, like if people would break away from some of their typical, Oh, it's, it's all this, or it's all that guy, or, you know, when they come to politics and break away, no, it's bigger than that. It changes their mindset. And it's something that that's even hard for some people to fathom. And what do they do with that information? What, you know, it's kind of like you and I and people like us, when we go down the rabbit holes and we start to see what's really going on, it's like, okay, well then <laughs> where do we go from here? Cause it's obviously what we're the illusion of what we're used to seeing every day. Um, you know, and that's for me, it's like, it's my only stance was like, we, the people worldwide, you know, it's not some like, it's a stance that we, the people as a human race will come together and stand against global tyranny and whoever that is and whoever that really, you know, whoever is enforcing that. That's ultimately the, the goal or the mindset behind that. And you are seeing places like, uh, like LA and we were just in, uh, if you go east of LA, I'm not sure how familiar with it out in the desert, you have Palm Springs. Uh, we stayed in a place called Palm Desert, which wasn't as draconian. But uh, Palm Springs, the you know, the city of Palm Springs actually has uh, a, a measure. I don't want to say mandate because it's illegal uh, to use that word or it's not illegal. It's just the wrong term. Everybody uses it, but it's really an illegal measure. And they have a measure there, a policy in Palm Springs that you have to show proof of papers to go into a restaurant. And we had some family members who went out and they're like, oh, it's fine. It's OK. And I'm just like that. I mean, I, there's not a word that I can use that really best describes it. Every word that you can think of, you know, unfathomable, unprecedented, just 
tyranny, treason, any word, atrocities, genocide. I mean, nothing for me anyway, really can really encompass what captures what's going on. And so, yeah, you are seeing, you are seeing the different societies and different people kind of migrating in different places. And, and unfortunately, you know, there's people who are building their own communities and kind of getting off grid ish one way or another, and they're kind of going different places. So you are seeing some, you know, segregation of such, or, or just, you know, two different worlds, two different parallel universes or societies or whatever that you see going on. And, you know, unfortunately, what else can you do at this point, if you want to be free or be free to some degree, that's almost what you have to do at this point. It's fascinating. I mean, we all know that, that DARPA, ARPA was created the internet, DARPA mm-hmm. later on, but it was ARPA originally. The ARPA, the internet is a, um, is a, a weapon. It is mm-hmm. a weapon. Um, people don't have a clue majority of people but it is a weapon we all use it the way i kind of do it is that whatever happens on on the internet is the weapon Mm -hmm. but they can't stop you looking out the window and seeing what's going on outside so you'll get nothing but your what they feed you through google they'll feed you through Mm -hmm. the search engines but they can't feed you out in the street for nonsense so you're seeing not you're not seeing people dying in the street you're not seeing hospitals for you're not you saw panic for three or four months but that's panic for three or four months and insanity caused by the media and the internet so i my theory is what they're trying to do and i'd like to get your kind of take on this what they're trying to do is create a world from the internet that's acted out through a reactionary process of human beings out in the real world and that's how they change the real world they start it on the internet Mm -hmm. they put these things in people's heads they split the communities off and everybody goes out and reacts to that out the world. I have the kind of same theory about like the Bible that 2000 years ago, this was written. It was obviously created. It's a lot of it goes back to Zoroastrianism and mythologies. Mm-hmm. They put this out. And then 2000 years later, these people like the Zionists are trying to react mm-hmm. to these prophecies out in the real world. It's yeah. almost like power of suggestion. Kind of what is your thought on them? They've created this this machine where we all dip in, we all go like that, and then we go and act it out in the world and we create the world that they want us to have. But that's been put into us. In the, but now it's individual. It's, it's mm-hmm. so insane. So the only way to kind of get away from it is to unplug. Do you think it's too late for us to ever go back? What happened from the internet? It wasn't that long ago. I'm 40. I remember... 17 18 years when the internet wasn't even a thing i didn't even know how to get on it and all oh, i yeah. knew there was boobs on there and i was mildly interested in boobs <laughs> so i thought that'd be good that that, that yeah. led me down the wrong 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 place and uh but <laughs> then now look at it 18 20 years at most uh it it you know it's really i'm, I'm glad that i grew up at this out because literally in a couple of weeks i'll be 40. um to go back and be able to have the reflection, you know, the compare and contrast between what, you know, not even having a computer, you know, 30 years ago, um, something like that, 25 years, I, I lost track, I can't keep track, but not having a computer or even when it was, it wasn't what it is now. Yeah. And how much I was even just for a second looking back at an old media news feed, uh, footage in, uh, in LA of the Northridge earthquake. And I saw this a few weeks ago. I don't know. And it was the, the reporters there were talking about it. They were live out in the streets where the, you know, the freeways collapsed and so on. And it was just, you can almost tell the difference in tone on those people, uh, on the reporters. Like they were, you know, I mean, media is going to be biased at some point, regardless, no matter what. But 
you know, you can almost see a little bit of a difference back then to where they seemed like they cared a little bit more. They wanted to, you know, they even specified like, we don't want to give you wrong information. We want to make sure we have the most accurate information. And that way, you know, you're not going to the wrong place. Like there was a sense of some sort of careness. Of course, that particular news channel was a little bit more local, not a mainstream one. Mm. Um, Later they got bought out by one, but you know, so you could just see a difference, but yeah, when you didn't have, it's kind of this, this is my statement. If you don't watch the news like we don't, and a lot of people of us, we don't, we don't have a cable, we don't have internet, or well, we have internet, obviously, but we, we don't have cable, so we can't watch the mainstream news. We don't want to watch the mainstream news. So we, we go around, we're outside, we're, we're living life as humans should, you know, we're going out, working out, doing work, actually doing something with our lives. And whereas, you know, if you took away the masks, this is what I was, was alluding to earlier, it's like, you wouldn't even know there's anything going on because the way that they are acting, we all, you know, we all know what they're doing and all the measures and, you know, Oh, we got to get this. And Oh my God, you would make, it would appear as if I should be able to look out on the street and see 10 people dead on the streets or I should, everybody in their family should know five to 10 people who died uh, of COVID, not with it. Um, Sorry, I'm going to get censored for that now, but anyway, but, or you, you would see people, you know, like literally stick like every day and you don't see that. And, and that's what I was like, if I could just, if I could ask or challenge anybody who really believes in it, like, okay, I'm not going to change your, I don't want to change your mind on it. Just turn your TV off for two weeks and let's, and let's meet up in two weeks. See what you think. Yeah. It's kind of like that idea. So, yeah. So obviously media, uh, there was a quote on one of the social documentaries or something talking about like, if, you know, if a service is free, and it was, a, it was a social media network or one of those, I forget the name in the movie and it talked about if it's free, you're the product. Um, yeah. It was a very interesting mindset to uh, kind of made you think. Um, so yeah, you are being fed obviously through there and whether some of it's benevolent or, you know, part of the agenda or if it's not or something, there's an entertainment quote unquote aspect to the media. It all talks about, you know, they want to get their ratings. They want to, you know, sensational, sensationalize the issue. So then you have that problem that besides the agenda and the cult that there's that, that problem, they want to push you know, something to make a story out of nothing. Um, I mean, even in certain headlines that I'm seeing regarding my industry, like that's, even if I like it, it's not, you know, it's not correct. I know for a fact. So it's like, that's where you have to be careful too. When you see something that you like, you know, raise an eyebrow, question it. Is that correct? Is I'm, am I being fed? So yeah, we, we all know that it's being infiltrated. And the more that I go back, cause I was personally never really a big Hollywood fan. I just didn't get into it. Um, I, I grew up in LA, Orange County. I moved to Nashville to Tennessee and got big into music and love that. So that I know everybody about Nashville stuff, uh, when it comes to like country music and some of that stuff, but yeah, but like my wife, she's, you know, she liked Hollywood for a while. And, and so when we start looking at back at some of those movies, like the matrix documentary, I mean, film, you know, you start to see hidden subliminal messages. And the biggest one just is the, the movie called songbird that came out last, came out last year. And I believe it was filmed in 2019. Well, that, if that was truly filmed in 2019 and it's talking about the C word 23, mm-hmm. it's like, you can almost, it's obviously it's predictive programming. Mean, we know that, but it just it, like, it, it should just, snap open up your mind like wow this there's something bigger to this this is not just some oh there's some little something that happened over here and 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 voila let's move on with the agenda and now we got to do x y and z um 
I mean, there's so many different ways and, and thoughts to go on this. Um, but yeah, definitely you are infiltrated by the media being pushed by it. It's got a narrative. It has an agenda to it. And for my, my goal is just, I want people to wake up and smell the agenda. I've got a shirt with it. It's a coffee cup too. <laughs> yeah, it's, but it's like, just bring awareness to the, you know, the agenda, the cult, everything and, and, and challenge everything and question everything. You don't have to believe everything, but just challenge it. Just a quick note. I've got to, um, this is going to cut, cut off in about eight minutes because it, it doesn't allow more than three people on for more than 40 minutes. So what oh, I'll have okay. to do is I'll, um, we'll do another eight minutes and then I'll, send you another link and we'll do another session of Perfect. just the two of us, or we can all dump on again. Cause it'll be 40 minutes. Just have to cut it up. I might have to send you just us two, um, but we'll do another eight minutes and then I'll, I'll re rejig it. So I'll cut this bit out, but yeah, we'll, we'll do another eight minutes. I'll ask you one more question and then, then I'll send you another link and we'll log back in if that's okay. I didn't realize it does that, but yeah. Okay. So we still got another. Like he jumped off of it anyway. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah, he must have done, but yeah, it's still doing the, the upgrade thing. So I'll have to yeah, send you another I link. Um, okay, but we'll, we'll do that. We'll, we'll, we'll use that up, and I'll send you another link. So it'll be fine. Perfect. Okay. So one of the things that kind of I was looking to processes, and I go right back um, because I, I had enough of COVID, so I went and look back into religions and spirit um, mythologies. And one mm. of the things they, they keep talking about is Solomon's Temple. Now I used to think they were going to try and build a Solomon's Temple, and it's in that West. I think it's West field or westworld the the tv series where they go build one and i used to think they're going to build one on on temple mount and that was the whole point and i'm coming to realize that is the internet the solomon's temple are we already in it and are we do as you said will you come a product in your environment so if they're creating the they've created an environment so us to go in they program us and we all go out into the world and make it happen we are the products of these internet technology environment so what they've done um, appears to me is that they've turned us into little people that go out and make the technocracy happen for them mm -hmm. it is quite incredible when you see that but you now we're to a point where can we survive without the internet can we run a business without the internet can we do without our mobile phones how do we have a life where we're cut off and we're so addicted to it do you know what i mean it's to us to just not have any connection on the internet ever again yeah would that I mean, feel like dying? <laughs> would that feel like dying for yeah. us now? For for the newer generation, uh, born in the last twenty years, uh, I don't think they would even have any idea what that even looks like. Uh, for us, in theory, you know, could we survive with if we got rid of our phones and 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 that side? I mean, obviously, the programming is there. Um, I don't know if you're necessarily going to change it completely without going, you know, if you really wanted to be away from that and disconnected and unplugged, you, you know, at this point, you probably are going to be looking at a complete off grid lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I got, we have a, a circle of friends in, in our groups around here that are doing that. Um, they're building communities out in Arizona. Uh, they're growing their own food and it's not like some middle of nowhere, Alaska bush people type way or something like that. And I say that not really knowing what they do anyway, but <laughs> you know, but there are people, you know, they actually have nice homes and, you know, or yurts or, you know, whatever they want. Uh, there's a, obviously the RV life, the van life has exploded here, uh, in America. I don't know. I'm curious, you know, to, to kind of do some comparisons between over there and over here and think there's differences, but, um, 
but so there are people who do it and there are people can and you know i, I just met ran a few more people who don't even have a phone they have like some way of doing some weird app and and you know so like they're aware of it and i think for me especially as we know more and more about technology and some you know the different levels of uh you know emfs and radio waves that are that's being brought out right now um that's why I'm like, I'm nervous about upgrading my iPhone. My iPhone's a few, several years old now and you know, it's does the job, but you know, we all, as long as you recognize it's a tracking device, essentially, no matter what, you know, that's a big thing. We all agree that, you know, that they can use all this stuff against you and it's being deployed. Um, so then how do you use it, you know, for the good? And I think, cause I think you can, uh, you just have to be aware of it. Uh, and don't be surprised that they use it against you at some point. Um, but yeah, it, to, to completely go away from it, I don't, I think there's, this whole globe is is surrounded by you know technology and satellites and, and it's integrated in pretty much every aspect of it but i think you're at that tipping point where you have to be careful because obviously the technology is you know in your hand it's on you or whatever and the next step is to you know be in you you know chips whatever and, and to really like integrate bodies and humans with technology and that's where it's like okay you know you have to take that stand at some point yeah, and could somebody create a different technology network or something or, or do different things? Uh, it's possible. Um, I mean, the short answer is it's, it, you could theoretically survive without it, uh, but it's definitely going to be a huge culture shock for many people, especially anybody who's, you know, 20 years in, in, of age or younger. Uh, if you're older than that, you could probably get away with it because you kind of have a mindset of, you know, this is just a luxury now. It's like, oh, it's nice to have, but we didn't have it. So you know the difference, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think with um, with people, with the young people, they've built their online avatar. And as we see, they put things online that, and we all do it to a certain degree until we kind of re realize and you do get to 40 and you think, I can't even be bothered. But there is a stage where we've probably all done it in the last 20 years a lot where you build this online persona that's not you at all and they've built this avatar up and that is them and we know that this is a, the addiction of it is rampant and to turn that off for them would be like killing off their their um their idol they've created mm -hmm. an idyllic version of themselves it would be a death while alive almost like a resurrection thing you would have to kill off your digital avatar to be able to live free from it again and it's really bizarre when you think of that that these kids actually don't know what it's like not to have that them and then they're online them and to yeah. kill one of them off oh that that just even gives me the chills because they're killing part they're online them off which is them but they'd have to do that and we as as you yeah. say with the last generation of people that remember what the world was like before the technocracy which is already here it's not coming mm -hmm. it's already here we've been in it the last 20 years it's just mm -hmm. not to the point where they want it to be but it's still it's here we're in the technocracy yeah, um it's not and that's what they do really well in the films they'll put a real real absurd extreme version of technocracy to make you think that the one you're living in right now isn't well it's not that but we're still because yeah. that's movie like but we're in it we're already in it especially yeah. now as you say there's two thousand or three thousand people in in Sweden that have got the chips in them so they can open the doors to the train easier and get into their work easier. Um, but it's, it's that that's already happened. And now we've got lipid nanoparticles in everybody that's got a, one of these gene therapies. So we're just going to take a quick break. So I'm going to reset this and then we'll come back. Okay. So let's do a bit of a comparison then, because you mentioned that earlier. So what is it like living there where you are today? And I think people in the UK, because it's such a small place compared to where you guys are, we forget 
because where it is pretty much it where it is in the east of England, it's the same in the north of England. It's not like that where you are. You're different states everywhere, obviously. Mm-hmm. So what is it like where you are, maybe compared to a few states around you as well? Uh, well, California, obviously, you know, obviously, is a pretty big state. Um, it depends where you go. In the beginning, they eventually all our governor of California. Um, I won't mention words, but uh, he's very, very tyrannical in a lot of ways and keeps passing executive orders that or rules or whatever. And of course, my biggest thing is we don't we just don't simply ignore them if they don't make sense and, and they go against our basic beliefs. I'm, this is where I'm like, I don't care about, you know, you know, voting per se in one aspect. Like if it truly does not, if it if it's going against your business, going against your livelihoods and doesn't make sense, it's, it's tyrannical or it's unconstitutional, whatever. It's like, if it doesn't make sense, don't follow. And that's, I think the a sidebar, but it's kind of like, that's number one thing where I want people to recognize. As far as California goes, uh, places like LA uh, and the Bay Area, are much, especially the Bay Area, Oakland, San Francisco, and beautiful cities, or they used to be. And, and uh, there's a lot of great history there. And it's really sad, you know, because there's a lot of people who have, there's a lot of jokes about California versus other states. And yeah, we're, we're crazy here and all that. And we are, I mean, cra- there are a lot of rules. It's very expensive to live here um, and so on versus like if you go to other places in the you know central uh, middle part of America. Um, but if you go to LA, that one was the most pretty harshest. They have that county right now, and the city has where you have to show papers to get into restaurants and gyms and whatever. Uh, Orange County, which is south of it, which is where I really grew up, was Orange County. And if you're not familiar, that's like Disneyland, Knott's Berry Farm, and that that area. So, and that tend to be not to play labels here but generally more of the conservative side or the you know the republican side so there's there's a group there that's not as big when they came out with their mass mandate it didn't last long and people kind of rose up against it Uh, a lot of restaurants still shut down when they were doing it but there are a handful that did not Uh, san diego county is a good where we are we have a good mix you got a lot of people who are very similar to la and you know very ultra you know, rules and, you know, follow the guidelines and all that stuff. Uh, but there's also a lot of military folks here um, and college towns as well. It's, so it's a good mix. There's there are several groups of freedom warriors here that were standing up to it, especially over the last year ish uh, coming out in, in a lot of restaurants that were not shutting down or they opened up or they got they did away with their mass mandate, uh, mass policies, even though the, the county and the state it was saying that they had to. So there's been a lot of fighting back and forth, uh, but California is definitely more strict versus like if you go to parts of Arizona or I, if I understand South Dakota was probably the one of the most open states uh, that never enforced or created a rule. And the governor there uh, you know, came out, was talking about okay, no mass mandates, no vaccine and so on. And so it was a little bit it was a lot more free there. Uh, it just kind of depends where you go. Uh, you know, up and if you're on the coastal city, if you go to Oregon or, or Washington, uh, they're obviously a bit more extreme and they want their, you know, they want their mandates and stuff and, and they want their, their rules. But if you obviously go to Texas or you go to, you know, parts of Tennessee or, I mean, people think Texas and Florida, like they think freedom and, and all that, uh, which by and large, yes, but there's also depending where you go. I could say the same thing for California. If you go inland more and you go, up into the desert cities or up into the mountains, 
uh, that area, then there's a lot of those people that don't, you could simply walk into a place, even though there's a, a mask rule or policy or whatever, you can still go into it and not wear it. Uh, there's, there's one place I have to shout it out. A guy named Tony up in orange County, specifically, he owns a restaurant, Italian restaurant called Basilico's. And that place is what everybody should have done. He never shut down period. He refused to allow you to come in with a mask on. So even in the early days and my birthday last year, the only place that was open. And I went there for my birthday last year. Uh, it was the only place I can go. There's an hour plus hour wait because it's the only restaurant, uh, that was actually open. And it was just, it almost got a tear to my eye because it was, it was so nice to see normalness because even places that opened, they still have the distancing or they have the plexiglass or they have plastic cups and it's just not the same. It, it it's still bothering me. Um, so if you go there, but now, so that, that was awesome in, in a way, but, and so there are places that were open. That's why I'm curious, even with New York's mandate, we're talking about it you know, there's still certain places I'm sure that are probably open. Um, but yeah, it, it's really just depends on where you go. Um, you know, in the early last year, every state practically was doing it to some degree, uh, one way or another. But if you got out like Arizona is where we really want to go to, we lived there for a little while before, but we want to go to Northern Arizona. If you go to Sedona, uh, or Prescott or someplace that some of those old Western towns, you know, where they have, you know, there's a place called Wickenburg. We have family there. And a lot of those places, those restaurants, those stores, they're like mass not required. You know, if you want it, great. If you don't want it, great. I mean, that's just the spirit that we're looking for. Um, you can get more free if you go to other places. But um, but I do remember in the very early days, if you were flying to certain, certain states like Texas, if you flew to Dallas, for example, it could be Houston, doesn't matter. And you were flying from certain states, California being one of them, the Texas Rangers would meet your flight and interview everybody, uh, much like Hawaii. Now, vice versa, Hawaii, you know, beautiful place. Love to go back there someday is extremely strict right now. You actually, I mean, I don't even know if you, it, for a while it was, you have to show proof of that, uh, proof of negative test to be able to get on the plane and go there. Uh, or if you didn't do that, you would have to be quarantined, you know, uh, illegal term. The, <laughs> but it wasn't just like it was some other places where like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll quarantine and just go about your day. Uh, like they would literally send their their people and call you and track you and make sure you were where you're supposed to be. And uh, it's just it, I can't imagine what Hawaii is doing right now. And then right now, because I see a lot of these people when they get on these airplanes, they have they almost all of them shows their their papers uh, and they got to sit. There's a system that they go into to get pre-cleared. And it just makes my stomach. I mean, it's just like. 80 years ago, show me your papers. I mean, what, yeah. mm. and then, and, and then if you get cleared, you get a little, you know, a little band around your, around your wrist. So you can like, Hey, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. And, and be able to walk off that airplane and walk from that airport to expedite you through that, that checkpoint. Once you get there, keyword checkpoint. And it, it's, but it's, it's almost completely opposite. If you go to parts of Arizona or Texas or any of these other places, and it's like, they wouldn't even, they're like, what are y'all doing there in California? You know, <laughs> it, it's completely opposite. So it, it is very different where you go. Um, you know, Texas talks about how they're not going to enforce it, but we all know that the, you know, certain politician, political puppets can say what they want to say. And we may agree or like it or not, but it doesn't, you know, the, they're not going to give up that easy and it's going to be a lot more to it. So, you know, 
yeah, that that's the biggest difference is where you go. Um, there's people we know in other states who just like are appalled by the idea that we're even doing what we do. If you walk, we would take walks in our neighborhood. It's a very hilly neighborhood. So I joke that it's like a hike. And we were taking a walk the other day uh, and we came up to this intersection, this little residential intersection. And there's this family, mom, dad, and a, probably a seven-year-old or something. I, I bad with ages. And she stops and she like puts her arms out and like stops like and points like people. I'm like, I didn't have any words. I don't know what to say. I'm like, wow, what, what is that? And, and was she pointing and, at you because you weren't wearing masks or what was she pointing out? Or that there was <laughs> just stay away from people? Uh, probably a little of both. We weren't, I mean, I'll never wear one outside. Um, I don't wear one anyway um, in vast majority of places. And especially if it's not essential, if that makes sense. But they weren't wearing masks either. So it's probably just the fact that there's other people and we have to be careful about being around, keeping our distance and so on. And I mean, just the different grocery stores here. I mean, we had a handful of, of issues with different ones, inter interactions. Uh, there's one I had just a couple days ago. Uh, the, the, the grocery stores here. There, if you're, quote, got the shot, you got the paper, you don't have to wear a mask. Now, around here, you don't have to prove that. So, I mean, but, but hang on, hang on. Did, did they tell you explicitly that it doesn't stop you getting it or passing it on? They have to say that. Because then they, they wouldn't be able to roll forward with any of this stuff. So hang on a minute. So you you, you got your you got your little um gene therapy. You can mm -hmm. still get it, you can still pass it on, but you don't have to wear a mask. How does that get did you ask any because I do this, do you ask any of people that, that try and push this stuff questions like that? And then they look at you and then they come out with the next one and say, Well, um, it stops you getting the symptoms as bad. And I and then I go, Well, how can you get any less symptoms than asymptomatic? which they've been telling you for the last year that you that you can get it and not know you've had it. So how can you have less symptoms than none? How can you get none louder? Mm -hmm. How can you get more deaf than deaf? How can you get mm -hmm. more blind than being blind? It's like, where's your, where are you going? with? And then they look at you as if like you're, they know they're mad, crazy. but it's almost like this mm -hmm. computation thing that they have this breakdown. How can they, so, so, they're telling you that you don't need to wear a mask if you get your gene therapy and your little thing, but they can't figure out that it doesn't stop you getting it or passing it on. That's why they still want you to get your boosters. And it's, mm -hmm. and they're talking about all these variants and that nonsense. And um, how can they, these people not quite get this at the moment? Like, do you think they're not getting it or they don't want to get it? Or is it because they've just, they're just not, they're not they haven't uh, got the, the, the scope. I mean, obviously it's gonna be different for every different person, but mm -hmm. how comes you've got it and they haven't? What what makes you think different? Was it the research that you've done before or was it innately you just like, this is bollocks? Yeah, it's a great question. I, the this the true deep meaning of that question. I, I how do I why do I know why do I recognize this and they don't? I mean, other than just certain programming over the time, uh, you know, of course, there's a lot of joke, you know, I think that kind of backs up a little bit. Obviously, I'm, you know, I'm not flooded by the news and the fear in the media and, and being portrayed and being marketed in that sense. So I'm not being fear based. Also, too, it comes back a little bit on your health. You know, the, the joke about, oh, they're all fluorided up and, you know, affecting your pineal gland and all that and all that stuff. So that has a lot to do with it, too. People just have certain people I talk to 
they just have that look. They're just like, hmm. just going along, just following orders. I mean, they're just, they, some of them don't agree, but they don't have enough of backbone to, to stand up to it, or they don't know what to do. I think that's a little bit too. They don't like, they don't agree with it, but they don't know what to do. They're like, well, I could stand up and cause a scene, but then it becomes uncomfortable, you know, and I'll give you a grain of salt for the first couple of weeks or the first month or so, you know, even though I didn't, but at the beginning, I think a lot of people just, they didn't know what to do. And well, maybe is this real? They weren't sure. There was a little, a little scariness in there to some degree. Cause, uh, but now it's like, you know, you have no choice because at this point right now, what we're all faced with globally, you know, this is why it's such a global issue. And I don't, you know, I don't get into American specific politics on this. This is a global wide issue. Um, if we allow this as a mass human collective people, um, what's there is, you might as well take whatever rules constitution you ever had, rip it up and throw it out because there, there is no back. This is to force alternate, you know, force you to do something medically with your body to mm -hmm. be able to live to be able to go anywhere i don't know what else is next other than here get vaccine you know get get the shot or i shoot you like you know either do this or we're gonna kill you you know i don't know what else you could do because <laughs> uh you know because at that point you you just give away all rights all freedoms to your to your um to your body to your livelihood anything and it's completely so this is like pivotal number one uh for that and at this point if if we if we blindly just let this go and, and roll over and just let you know let the new rules go on it, it's it's a complete game changer uh on life as we know it and i think yeah people they're based on their health you know because that affects their mental clarity and how that how they interact and and critically thinking uh constantly being on plugged into the you know tv and on social media because that that's you know energetically frequencies and so on and that bigger spiritual realm there we can get into another time but you know that's a impacting you and so i i think that has a lot to do with it with why people you know some people are waking up uh the biggest question i have and we were just talking about this is what i see and this is what i'm curious about you guys uh, like in london and so on we see these worldwide freedom rallies and we see like places like uk and even paris and some of the, and some of the other places here where they have these massive marches mm. like and they're all sitting in there's what looks like millions of people protesting and, and rallying for freedom and i'm over here in our country and i'm i mean i'm literally surrounded by zombies you know masked up everywhere outside or in their car driving by themselves two mass i mean i can't tell you how many people two mass i've been seeing lately and i'm just i i get dumbfounded i don't i mean so you all want this, I guess. I guess you just want to go ahead and blindly go follow slavery and be a slave race and, and and all that and just go along with it. I mean, at what point, I guess this is a great question I should ask some people, is like, at what point are you going to take that off? What point are you going to be normal again? That would probably be a good question to ask some people. Um, simple terms, I, I think they're just, they're either floridated up, they're, they're medically, you know, medically they're impacted and they're programmed by TV. And now to the point where you know, we think like men, men from 20, 30, uh, 30 years ago, you know, manly men. And, you know, you know, like my stepdad, uh, <laughs> yeah, he passed a few years ago, but it's like, I can only imagine what he would say to this. He was born in the thirties, you know, you know, government can't tell me what to do and that, that kind of mentality. Um, and now it's like, you see it completely opposite. They're like, okay, whatever you say, sir, whatever you want to do, sir, you know, 
I'm sorry, I'm using pronouns. My bad. <laughs> but it's not only that. It's it's that they've told, they've convinced these people that they're doing it for the greater good. There is no such mm-hmm. thing as public health. There's individual health. There's no mm-hmm. such thing as public health. There's no such thing as the greater good. For what's good for you is not good for me. It's just, mm-hmm. just not the way the world works. It's ridiculous. But it's a catch-all's cult-like mentality of singularity ways of, of, of thinking. In the UK, yes, we've got all these marches going on, but most people just go home afterwards. They don't yeah. really understand it. And I think the real issue is that they don't know where this is heading. They don't know mm-hmm. what David calls it, David Icke calls it, um, and, and know the destination, see the journey. And then you can mm-hmm. start yeah. to see exactly everything that's going on and it's so clear. But if you don't know where this is heading and 99% of the people, even I would say 60, 70% of the people that go to these marches don't understand where this is heading. They haven't got a clue um, where this is heading. Um, they don't understand where the little incremental bits have gone. They haven't studied the history of what's happened, how this has happened before. They also don't understand that the, both sides of this are being played off against each other. Mm-hmm. So you're getting an influx of misinformation, disinformation, just nonsense yeah. information. And all you've really got to do to find the truth is look out the fucking window and see that people aren't dying in the street. That's all Amen. you need to do. I'm not so saying, obvious. like, to me, I'm not saying it, it wasn't something that possibly existed. I'm not a virologist. Mm-hmm. I tend to yeah. think that it didn't at all. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm leaning on possibly there was something. But it's not what they pushed. And it definitely no. does not warrant this nonsense. No, absolutely so not. whatever the people say, I don't really care if it, they found it and it was, it was isolated or whatever. It doesn't matter because it's not that. If it mm-hmm. was that, I would be more inclined to put this stuff on. I will not an idiot. I will do things. If the house is on fire, I'll get out the house. I'm not going to sit in it, yeah. but yeah. the house isn't on fire. Exactly. And you're telling me the house is on fire. And I know I can look around me going, no, it's not. No, it's not definitely not on fire. And you're trying to tell me to douse myself in dry ice mm. to keep the fire off. And I'm going, no, that's exactly. fucking idiotic. And, and this is the problem. They don't know where this is heading. And that's yeah. the problem where people like ourselves, we have a different understandings, but we know this is heading into basically what China is today. They don't even know my cousin, yeah, exactly, bless yeah. her heart. And she's been very, very open to listening to this. And we barely speak for this. But um, <laughs> she looked into, into what's happened in China and she was utterly shocked. And um, oh, yeah. she's a couple of years older than me. And she was going, I had no idea. So like, no, you didn't. Of course you didn't. And they don't know, have any idea what's happening to you because half of their internet is blocked out. That's what's happening. Oh, yeah. So, so do you think, my, maybe my last question is maybe it's really important to inform people of where this is heading. And is that why kind of you you started your own range of clothing? That's why it's, it's easy to say things in on clothing and wear it. And also, do you take a yeah. sense of pride in doing so? Because it's a very it's a very brave thing to do, to wear it on yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, you hit the nail on the head right there. Just, just the fact that, you know, the people in our circles, you know, a lot of us, they agree to a general sense that, y'all, it's wrong. Um, unfortunately, some people will still kind of, well, see, this is why we need this person elected and stuff. And whether that's true or not, my biggest thing is like, okay, so say you had this elected official still in office four years from now, then what? So I think right now you're in a, in a major sense of where you have, it's a mind shift change where we have, we can no longer, you know, ever really go along with that thing where you're going to think and put any sort of trust in, in, into a political star. Like they're going to, they're God, they're going to save you. But um, as far as not knowing what to do, I, that's a very good point. Uh, if, if you don't know where to go, I mean, you don't know where 
who to believe or, or, you know, you don't have any one like person or following to kind of follow. Yeah. You kind of like, yeah, I agree. We shouldn't do this, but then, then what? Well, who, okay. So we go in and say we go and march on this building and overthrow the government. Then what, you know, it's like, okay, who's going to run it? You know, there's a lot of questions, a lot of unknowns, but you know, there is a lot of people who don't see the bigger picture, you know, like truly, um, you know, they, some of them still get caught up in political and, you know, political debates back and forth. Um, and they don't really see the bigger uh, agenda going on. And so that's where people need to really wake up and realize that, you know, where, where that's heading. Uh, it, it, I love that statement about, you know, you know, the, you know, the outcome and, you know, you know, you'll know the journey. And that's why I like, like for so long and certain people that I talk to at work and, and other friends and I'll tell them like, you know, last year, this is what's going to happen. They're going to go to this and they're going to go to this right now. If you want to fly to or from the country, uh, the U S you're supposed to show proof of negative test. Uh, of course, that's why I flew into Tijuana and there's a cross border checkpoint and we can get across without doing that. And that was the last flight I ever did. Uh, last international flight I ever did. I won't do it again now until this, whatever happens, happens and we get over it. Um, if that's even an option, but if testing is currently there now, well, it's only a logical conclusion that the very next thing is oh anybody who flies to or from the country needs to show proof of papers you know that they've got the you know jab and there's already a house bill that was introduced that they're trying to get passed so at some point in the near future what's the next thing after that every person who gets on an airplane in the country has to show proof of papers and and of course you go down the road and you see where that goes and the technocracy that goes along with that the social credit score you know crashing the system uh, everything being, you know, technology and online. So, we, you know, however that phase turn, turns out, I mean, yeah, like you said, just turn and look at China and look at parts of there and what they deal with. That's the ultimate control game. And, you know, so we see where it's going to go. We kind of see, so we kind of see the roadmap. If it goes down this road or that road, you know, whatever, but it's going to eventually get there. Unless, you know, being there's billion people on the earth, we can all just say no. But, you know, in theory, and that's the hardest part. So for the meantime, I just hope, you know, try to inspire people to a wake up and just smell that there's an agenda period. And when I say the agenda, personally, I'm talking about the agendas all around us, not just a political thing. It's the agendas in our healthcare or you know, sick care system. It's in the pharmaceuticals. It's in the financial industry, everything around you. Uh, you're in indoctrination camps. I mean, uh, colleges, um, you know, it's just everywhere around you, there's agenda. So as long as you can wake up to that and realize it, and then maybe you might be able to have some sort of meaningful, you know, outcome at some point and then, you know, take appropriate actions. And I mean, sometimes when you go down deep in the rabbit holes, you start to get depressed too, because it's like, where do you go? And but I do believe you have to have hope because if you don't have hope, what's the point? You know, you have to, I do have hope that the current, you know, right now there's a lot of push for a lot of companies and a lot of industries to get the jab or you're fired, which I'm basing that right now. Um, but you also have to be uncomfortable with, you know, or being comfortable with being uncomfortable. You have to step out of your shell, which is what I'm been doing. I took, started this thing a, a year ago or so, and just wanted to create something new, a way to connect. And I'm still growing it. Got a great group of friends that are helping me out. There's a great group of people. So there is a, I do see the potential hope that all of us come together. We create, and I don't want to say the new earth in, in that way, but like just, you know, where we can collectively rise up against this and wake to that, to this horrible nightmare that we've been dealing with and the, and the narrative that we've been pushed and all the, con, you know, quote, conspiracies we've been dealing with for the longest time. 
and realize that a lot of that or all of it, it's been a lie and we've been living in a false world. So going back to normal is not correct. You know, in, in that sense of the words. I think there's um, a good point. We'll wrap up on this is that we could either rise up against it or we could always learn to turn our backs and walk away from it. And I think that may be what we have to do eventually and realize that there is a split off. And they have every right, these people, to choose what they think they're choosing for. I mean, they, yeah. they, they live in their own reality as well. And you said before, like, you get depressed. And the, one of the books I read a lot is Man's Search for Meaning. And, and this is the reason why I think I'm here, or it's the reason I chose to be here. It's the, it gives me meaning for my mm-hmm. life. And I'm sure it's the same for you where you do your brand and that's why you've started the business. You're creating a meaning, a reason for this. And it's a way of kind of finding a solution for yourself in it as a reason for this and i'm if i'm not going to let these fucking assholes have their solution for me i'm going to find my solution for it and there's there's your purpose and once you've got purpose Mm -hmm. and what you said earlier i just want to briefly go back to that you said a lot of people that you see are mindless and they they kind of dumb down and they're they're very they're asleep it's because they've got Mm -hmm. no purpose or meaning and because they've got no purpose or meaning that means they're able they just go along with it because they they Mm -hmm. don't have anything for themselves as they they just fit have whatever's given to them and what you're doing and what i'm doing and what everybody's doing who's pushing back against this is creating a meaning for ourselves that's not what they want they want to put their meaning on you and these people that half are asleep and go along with it they are just wandering through life they have Mm -hmm. no meaning they have no purpose and that's why they're half asleep and they're they're going along with it if they had a purpose they'd have a fire in their belly and they wouldn't allow this to happen to themselves Mm -hmm. but unfortunately They need a meaning and they need a reason and um, they yeah. haven't found one, but you have. And I think you've done great work and I'd love to speak to you again. Where can people find your website? Where can people connect with you? And we'll get you on again in the next couple of months. Oh, thank you. I'm honored. Right now it's muzzlefreezone.com. Uh, pretty soon we'll have it set up. It'll just be muzzlefree.com. Uh, we just got that. And of course on Inst- all the social media channels as well. Uh, and you know, this is still fairly new for me and we're still building it up and have more stuff. I'm looking for blog posts and stuff. And so I'm really excited where it can go. And it is, does give me hope uh, that you, br- that I have had people reach out and thank me for this and thank us for doing what we're doing. Cause it gives them encouragement. It gives them hope. It gives them, you know, I won't go into the whole story, but there's somebody I just met the other day and it was like, wow, they, they were feeling so alone and they all, we all feel that I think there's more of us on this earth that feel the same way, mm-hmm. but sometimes they don't have the connections or friendships or their family and it's such a strain. And so I think, you know, we can connect with these people and rise up and create, uh, you know, a newer way of life, I guess, if you want to put it that way. Um, and so, yeah, that, so there's a lot more I want to do with it over time. And, and of course, it's important too not to be a slave to any one job or any one career. So it's, it's good to have other things, you know, that you're working on. And, um, yeah, so, so yeah, uh, muzzlefree, muzzlefreezone.com. That'd be great. And uh, I really appreciate you doing this. And it'd be great to talk to you more too. Cheers, mate. Well, thank you, Chris. Thank you for coming on Iconic. And um, you can watch this on Iconic.com, BitChute, if allowed us on Spotify. If not, we're still on Apple iTunes for the time being. And you can find us on all sorts of audio podcast ones. But Iconic and BitChute for the time being. Um, Chris, it's been wonderful to chat to you properly in person. We've had some great chats back and forth. And um, yeah, yeah. Um, Great what you're doing. I don't, we just need to keep going and keep supporting each other. Um, we've done all right. They've not got anywhere near as long, as far along as they think they have. They have they made a right mess of it. And what you're telling me about the different states, that's that's uplifting because it sounds like a complete, for want of a better term, clusterfuck. So we'll yeah. see. 
We'll see what happens. Cheers, guys. Take care. Bye-bye. But I'm unapologetically fly. I don't wonder why. That's just my attitude.